the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Ezra Ortiz. Hey, we're pumped about talking with Pastor Alan Jackson. Love having Pastor Jackson on the show. We've had him many, many times. Of course, you hear uh, Alan Jackson Ministries on Faith Talk Atlanta. And we've got him here today because we want to talk about this book. It's called Big Trouble Ahead, A Real Plan for Flourishing in a Time of Fear and Deception. And it comes out August the 16th. Pastor, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you all? We're doing very well. I think it was in the midst of the pandemic when we first connected. And I remember at the church, uh, which I thought you guys did some really cool stuff. You remember when you started meeting outside and you had your services outside? Seems In a sense, it seems like light years ago. But it was just, what, less than two years ago, I guess. And I started watching and listening to your messages. And I think that's where what this book is. It's all those amazing messages talked about, which really got my attention, was the shaking of the church, but also the encouragement that you released in your messages and your ministry over those you know couple of years. So thank you so much for those messages. And that's who you are but also for this book. So let's talk about it. Uh, is, th- is that where you got it? It's over the last couple of years of, of those messages right here in this book. You're exactly right. You know, the, the, the message of the book really came out of what I'm doing in the life of the congregation. Um, you know, initially when we heard about this virus from Wuhan, they said if we'd go home for two weeks, we could flatten the curve and go back to normal. <laughs> well, about four weeks into that, we realized that they hadn't told us the whole story. And we're still trying to figure out what the story is, not just on the pandemic, but in our broader culture as well. So I don't think we're going back to Kansas, wherever we were before we heard about that virus. And we're going to have to learn how to flourish in a new season. So that's the message of the book. We don't have to be filled with fear or hate or anger. There is hope in the midst of it, but we're going to have to change some behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what you just said there about it's, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not going back. You know, I think, uh, there that's, there's a little bit of, of maybe hesitancy within some people because they're like, ah, oh, but I, I want to go back. I want to go back to, to how it used to be. And, and I mean, the fact of the matter is just, we're not going back. I mean, have you seen that sort of maybe hesitancy within the people that you talk to of just like, they're just not really realizing, Hey, this is the time that we're living in. You know, things have changed. Yeah, I definitely see that. And I'm not surprised by that. Human beings in general, we don't like change. Right. Right. And we've gotten cataclysmic change that just keeps washing over us. I mean, it's coming so quickly that we really can't assimilate it. And so, in fact, I think we have kind of trauma fatigue. Hmm. You know, we would just like it to stop for a day or two so we could kind of collect ourselves and then re-engage. But it doesn't come in that form. And I have to believe that behind it all, God is moving. Mm. You know, I don't think this is just an expression of evil. I think God is awakening us. You know, the, we talk about we want to go back where we were, but where we were wasn't so great. Right. <laughs> We'd taken our faith out of the public schools. They were teaching horrible things to our kids. 
60 million children were sacrificed on the altar of convenience. A lot of those things, we're seeing them change. But in order to get to a better place, we have to walk through the awkwardness of this season. And so it's really, I think, a courage test. Are we willing to do what's necessary to get to a better place? Or would we rather just keep, you know, it's like we were uh, playing shuffleboard on the deck of the Titanic. <laughs> Pastor Alan Jackson, always a great guest. He's got a new book out. It is uh, it's preparing uh, the church on, on what to do. And it's big trouble ahead. It's a great book that's coming out uh, in August. In fact, if you're watching, that's what it looks like. I have the advanced copy. I have it a little marked up. I haven't finished it, but uh, I want to check out the, the rest of this book. I remember watching some of of uh, the, the YouTube videos uh, over time, and it's something that you said that um, you, you said to the church, your church, but you were talking to the, the, to the church at large, those that would view you, uh, you know, hey, uh, Christianity is not just uh, you walk up front, get a prayer, and you get dipped in basically the baptismal pool. That's just the beginning. There's responsibility on our part. And I, I love that. I think as far as the Christian culture over the last, what, 10, 20 years, we've kind of lost that in a sense. It's almost been like you show up, you get some great music, you hear a nice, good word, I'm going home. And But it doesn't stop there. No, the, you know, the New Testament uses the language of growing up. Our, our faith begins with a new birth, with a conversion and an entrance into a kingdom. But the Bible describes us as infants. And then the challenge is growing up in our faith. Now, you know, I, I was not a big fan of growing up physically. I remember those discussions my parents would have with me. They would say, this is good for you. It's time for you to mature. I never wanted to grow up. I was happy for somebody to pay for the gas that went in my car or pay for the insurance that I needed or somebody fix dinner for me or do my laundry. You know, as those assignments moved to me, it felt painful and unfair. And I'm a little bit like that with the Lord. I don't want to grow up. I want somebody else to know the Lord better than I do. So I can just run in and say, pray for me. I need a prayer. Yeah. Or let somebody else stand up for the truth. I don't want to stand up for the truth or mm. let somebody else worry about the schools. They're not my kids. No, they're our kids. And so I, I think it's absolutely been God waking us up to he expects more of us than saying a prayer and getting dunked in a pool and then waiting to hear a trumpet. Hmm. I yeah. know this is no surprise to you to see uh, w what has been going on, as you mentioned, uh, about so many uh, lives sacrificed because of convenience. How well said this. This guy is not only amazing communicator, he's a wordsmith. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I love it. Uh, but uh, no surprise to you, maybe to see some of this all kind of culminate together as, as a part of the of the shaking. Let me read the back of the book here. There's big trouble ahead. In fact, it's already here. Christians today live in a reality that is defined by a steady cultural drift toward blatant immorality and disregard for truth. The economic and social instability of the past couple of years, not to mention the fear and confusion brought on by the global pandemic have simply added to the atmosphere of uncertainty. Love that perfect book for this time. But isn't it so cool that in all that, and as we pick up this book and we get get what you're saying, that we can help those that don't even know Christ, right? Absolutely. Our, our message is more essential now. As the turmoil increases, as the lawlessness and the violence and the fear and the uncertainty and the supply chain disruptions, all of those things grow. 
there's a greater opportunity to say, listen, we have a reason to be hopeful. Mm -hmm. Our future isn't secured by the strength of the dollar or Wall Street or by the integrity of the individuals in the White House or Congress. Our future is secured by the creator of all things. He's made a difference in my life. And I'll tell you about it if you'd like to know. It's an exciting time. It's not a time to retreat. We don't need a 51% majority in order for the purposes of God to break forth. Amen. Our solution isn't political. Our solution is driven by the creator of all things. Yeah, that's wow. That I think uh, <laughs> what you just said there was so key because I know there's a lot of a lot of us that are that are sitting and thinking, man, I can't wait to vote GOP next this this November, you know, and that'll get us out of it. And it's like that's, I mean. We've got the hope of Jesus Christ, you know, and, and, and that is the message. That's the actual thing that's going to bring people hope and healing and is going to set people free. And so you talk about in this book about learning how to view the social and political um, events that are going on around us through a biblical lens. I mean, what's what are maybe some practical steps that people can take to, to actually view what's going on around them through that lens? Yeah, that's a really good question, Ezra. I think we have to make a distinction. There's this great fear in the church about engaging in politics. You know, we, we've been hammered, I think, with this idea of the separation of church and state. If, if we separate the faith and the worldview of the church from the state, I promise you the state will continue to become increasingly oppressive and authoritarian. We need the state to represent the values of the people in our culture. Yeah. Now, I don't believe the church needs to be in the midst of politics. I'm not advocating for candidates or parties. Right. But I think we have to talk about current events. If we're not talking about what's happening in our current world, we are useless. Hmm. In fact, I have to smile. I've earned a couple of degrees around theology and spent a lot of time in church world. We do an, an enormous amount of discussion around the social customs or the culture of the first century when the New Testament was written. Mm-hmm or the culture in antiquity when the Old Testament was put together. But if we talk about the current culture and our faith, people in the church put their hands up and go, oh, we shouldn't do that. Hmm. Hmm. I couldn't disagree more profoundly. We have to do that. Yeah. If John the Baptist had not talked about current events, he would have lived to be an old man. <laughs> if the Apostle Paul hadn't talked about current events, he would have spent a great deal less time in jail and caused a, a great deal fewer riots. Yeah, we have to have the courage to talk about our faith in the context of what's happening in our world. Yeah, or our faith has no value. It's a theoretical thing. Hmm. So good, Pastor Alan Jackson. Big trouble ahead. A real plan for flourishing in a time of fear and deception. Check out uh, Pastor Jackson on Faith Talk Atlanta. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com. The book releases the sixteenth of August with chapters like the Church Shaken, Church Exposed fundamental matters uh, also the path of the storm and we're getting stronger together pastor we appreciate you so much thank you for thank you for the book thank you for who you are and uh what you do we really are blessed to 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 have you in the body of christ let's take a break we'll be right back i'm rick probes and i'm ezra ortiz this is faith talk live <laughs> 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.